0: Welcome to Revealing Men, conversations that pull back the curtain, revealing the inner lives of men. I'm Randy Flood, psychotherapist and director of the Men's Resource Center of West Michigan. Well, I'd like to welcome psychotherapist Laura Bennett to the Revealing Men podcast. Laura is a colleague and a friend who has been in private practice with a group of like eight colleagues for about 20 years. Um, She left the field of sales, marketing, and freelance writing in midlife, oh, midlife crisis, there, Laura, huh? to pursue a degree in counseling um, at Western Michigan University, where's, where is that where's place I went as well. Laura's was married for 23 years and now divorced for 10 with three grown children, a daughter-in-law, and lots of doggies running around. You don't have all the dogs, but your kids no, have some. No, we all have dogs. Oh, so you all have dogs. Bring okay. your
1: own kennel at Okay.
0: My <laughs> So Laura and I share a love of music and the arts. She and I, along with a local artist, had a successful mental health project entry in the nationally recognized art prize competition here in the fair city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Laura's an incredible vocalist and sings in several local bands and groups. We've gigged a little with each other as I'm a percussionist. I played on trash cans a little bit when I didn't bring my drums. Um, So thanks, Laura, for agreeing to come and talk about... Men and intimacy and absolutely. Yeah, Thank you, you um me. you uh have a practice and you you run into this issue and struggle and so we're just gonna have a conversation. So just say a little bit about about your practice and what you're hearing a little bit.
1: Sure. Um as you said in the intro, I've been practicing for about twenty years. Um and I've my clientele has ranged from children, young children, actually, um, just in the realm of testing. I've done some um, Mm -hmm. psychological testing, but not counseling for children. Um, But young adults is really my, has become my major focus, though um, I guess the age span would be anywhere from 18 to 80, technically. Yeah. Um, Women and men, but as I said, it's become, I've developed, I guess, just a A niche, um, an interest in young adults. I have three young adults of my own, so they're getting older, but um, (laughs) so that's maybe just close to my heart, I guess. Um, But I find that group very interesting in their challenges and of course, navigating relationships um, and being young, just, you know, less time on the planet. They have, you know, less um, experience and the world is challenging, as we know, and um, changing rapidly. So, yeah, so it's been interesting to me to see how many of their issues um, overlap and um, congregate around certain topics. So intimacy and relating to one another, especially in the social media world, um, in a very you know, virtual, digital, heavy world is has right. that has affected things, I think, significantly. Right. Um so it's interesting to sit with people in person, especially now that we're more in person. Yeah. To start to <clears throat>
0: untangle these things. So I'm curious about so one of the things that we hear often is that men are not socialized or, or prepared to do intimacy well and you know, and women are socialized in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering what kinds of frustrations um, sometimes you hear um, from clients or from girlfriends or from your own life about, you know, some of the struggles that men might bring to mm-hmm. the table and into relationships with intimacy.
1: Um you know, as you're saying that, I'm I'm reflecting that some of that I, I believe from the you know the small microcosm that is my caseload is changing, yeah. um, for the better in many ways because I think that as um, gender roles change and, um, uh, you know, families the look of a family is changing completely. Yeah. People are um, broadening their their uh, definition of all sorts of things, intimacy included. So I, I do think it's changing for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, <laughs> um, we still do have some longstanding um, patterns, I think. And there I still see an awful lot of um, stigma around many things. Um, again, gender roles um, right. and um stigma on mental health, asking for help, and then that stretches back to just relating to one another. And I think that still, I would say men more than women have, um, and obviously generalizing here, but um, more of a struggle to reach out and ask for help. Um, You know, the old joke about, you know, not asking for directions when you're lost kind of thing. That's quite a metaphor for life, I think. So I do still see that. And of course, that can frustrate partners. Um, I had a, an online session this morning just with a, a young couple, very young couple. They've been married four years and I think they're 22, 23 wow. with a, a two-year-old child. But um, he sort of looked right at, right at the screen and very straight face said, I don't do emotion. I don't feel emotions and then he sort of laughed and I said "Oh, I just I just yeah, saw an emotion, emotion you you know? right there yeah and she said yeah. it's true she said I have to follow him around and ask him what are you feeling what you know and okay. I said well okay you have emotions because you're human so right you know maybe there's not language maybe and then as we delved into that he was able to say okay I have them I don't understand them I I I'm at my limit. I don't have room for emotions. I don't have the bandwidth if I'm going right. to keep working, you know, this many hours right. and um, parenting and all that. Right. So some of it, I think, is a protective
0: um, yeah. stance that people take, particularly men. Yeah. And I think that just even trying to define what is intimacy, what is mm-hmm. this, you know, this little right. thing, the crazy little thing called love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy because it's it's unique, it's different. It's it's mm-hmm. there's nothing like trying to do love, trying to do connection, trying to do intimacy. And so I always tell the guys I work with, it's like intimacy is into me you see. Mm, I and, like that. and so this person, this couple that you saw, I think mm-hmm. she's my guess is she's saying, "I want to see you. I want to know mm-hmm. you." And, exactly. And he's just like, "I got nothing," mm-hmm. <laughs> or "I don't." It, it's not mm-hmm. in me. I mean, it, it is. Right. But I think there's we're socialized often mm-hmm. to to put your cards close to your t- chest because to be intimate is to be vulnerable, and to be vulnerable is leads to the possibility of have someone having power over you, someone mm-hmm. who could Exposure. hurt mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm someone who can yeah. reject you, and there's a lot of fear around that for, for some men.
1: Right, but if the person doesn't have the language, I'm a big fan of language as, right. as a bridge, you know, to yourself and to others. And it's interesting because this same couple, this conversation, um, I haven't even charted it yet, so I have to kind of get my thoughts around it. Yeah. But it started as one of their struggles is around, he, he said it's around intimacy, and I... And I wondered if I knew what he meant by that. Um, and it turns out I, I did know what he meant by that. But it, you know, as we sort of drilled backwards, I guess from that comment about you know not having having time, space, whatever for sexuality, was really around emotional connection and intimacy. And he didn't seem to be really aware of how that was how that was affecting. And I'm not trying to you know place any blame on one person or the other this these are just dynamics that have shaped up over the years but um it was interesting to watch them develop more of an understanding of themselves as a couple even in just the one session
0: right so when i you know intimacy sometimes i you know i have we'll ask a guy and uh, take assessment i say tell me about the intimacy in your relationship and then Oh, we have sex about two or three times a week, or something, or once a month, mm-hmm. and I'm ter- terribly frustrated. And I think guys sometimes equate intimacy with sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, our culture socializes guys to only have that as a vehicle for intimacy. Mm-hmm. Is that if they're going to experience deep, deep connection, the only way I, I have available for me to experience that is through sex. Exactly, and I think I don't know if you hear frustrations from women as saying that I want to have this deeper emotional connection, mm-hmm. so that I'm more interested in sex. Right,
1: right. Well, that's <clears throat> that's exactly what I hear routinely. Is the is this um, flipped, um, you know, chicken or the egg kind of thing, mm-hmm. where men will say, you know, the, as you say, the vehicle to intimacy for me is sexuality. When when we have sex, I feel. I feel more um, warmth and close to you, and, and I feel and, more intimate yeah. in other ways, and I'm more likely to, you know, want to cuddle and watch a movie with you, kind of thing. Right. Where women are like the opposite. Um, and again, generalizing, this yeah. is, you know, not, not every single couple, but right. um, often women will say, but the sexual expression is an expression of an emotional intimacy that has been there for me before we ever, you know, right. go to the bedroom. Right. Or the couch or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> wherever. <laughs> or the kitchen.
0: <laughs> wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I always try to th- think of it. I encourage guys to see ultimately, can you see, because, yeah, sex is beautiful, but can you see sex as a celebration of intimacy achieved mm-hmm. rather than it being the vehicle to achieve intimacy? Exactly. And so that helps them begin to say, well, tell me about what other forms of intimacy is out there? And mm-hmm. then that's when we start talking about emotional intelligence and we start talking about mm-hmm. sharing feelings. And then that's where it's like, oh my gosh, right. that sounds weird or that sounds scary or that sounds feminine.
1: Well, that's was my question for you. Is that mm-hmm. what what you think happens that, you know, that doesn't feel what, manly or that's too too soft a skill for me? Um, I need to, you know, be, take charge. I mean, what do you think yeah. that's about?
0: I think for some guys that are socialized, you know, more traditionally, mm-hmm. and again, we're speaking in some generalizations here, um, but they look at um, talking about feelings as, is, is, is I'm going to be showing you my weakness and why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. As a guy, they want to impress you and they want to show you their heroic side, their fearless side, their accomplishments, the things that they've fixed and tackled and credentialed and been credentialed on. And so Mm -hmm. to them, it's like, I'm going to get, you're going to get to know me, but I'm going to talk to you about those things. And that's how you're going to get to know me. And then you're going to be so impressed with me, then you're going to want to have sex with me.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and then I will eventually let my guard down. Is that how that goes? <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So so I think when you when I talk to guys about that level of vulnerability can create a deeper connection. Um, mm-hmm. and there's risk involved. You know, mm-hmm. Brene Brown talks a lot about courage and vulnerability and letting people see you. Right. And so then I try to help them reframe it <clears throat> as an act of courage. Okay. to be to be um open and vulnerable and share feelings, um but it's still a it's pretty hard sell for some guys,
1: yeah, I can see that. Um, and I probably do the same thing with slightly different you know wording in in my office. Um, I think that many of the women that I know who are you know we're thinking about age a little bit, um, older women or women, and you know, who wouldn't be considered young adults, I guess, midlife and on, Yeah, um, are, you know, many are out in the dating world or they're, you know, or they're in in committed relationships, but they are with someone from a generation, you know, who were raised in a much more traditional setting. You know, younger people are are being raised with more open-mindedness, I think these days around roles, but... um, what's your suggestion for women who are dating or married to these older guys who are sort of stuck in those, you know, in that, in those stigma
0: places? Yeah. I would imagine it's, it's frustrating and lonely for women. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you, Try to push a man into it and you try to, you know, mentor him and educate him on, you know, emotional intimacy, then you're at risk of them hearing you or, or, or sensing you as their mother. Right. So you got this delicate dance, right? <clears throat> um, and so, um, it's hard to get men to go into therapy, but I think that can be one place where they can... Because I think doing it with you it could be too threatening and, and mm-hmm. too difficult, but if they could do it in another place um, in therapy, and that's one of the reasons why we do groups, because doing intimacy with men when sexuality not, is not necessarily on the table, it gives them a different experience of the beauty and the... And the warmth of a human connection when you don't have sexuality kind of clouding it and confusing it. Right. And f- for guys to experience male to male intimacy, then they can take that experience into their marriage and be able to better do the intimacy that without sexuality that then can lead to that celebration of intimacy right. achieved that I talked about earlier. Right. I like that. Yeah. But I would imagine you're going to have a difficult time with clients. You know, say, no, you just just going to get therapy, Ken.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. right. <clears throat> well, and <clears throat> another yeah. issue that I see a lot and I hear a lot about is this um, either cheating or running from partner to partner, um, pornography. I mean, a lot of... Um, mm. Sexual sexual expression outside of the relationship, shall we say, um, right. that um, you know, will can be a you know absolute uh, deal breaker for so right. many people and break sure. break so many hearts on so many levels. Um, and helping yeah. men to understand their patterns, um, I think I don't see as many. I I see more of the women in in therapy in right. those situations who. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out they they can't affect change on their person right um because there's a another dynamic at work there clearly yeah um and so i struggle with how to um sometimes you know clinically and this is what good peer supervision is about right we uh, we all talk about ways to um support women but how can women support men in those situations and help them to you know Not be shamed, but to learn and grow about what their own patterns are.
0: Yeah. And we know women can have affairs too, but... Certainly, yeah. Yeah. But, and for men, I think, you know, Ronald Levant talks about men are socialized into non-relational sexuality. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we hear that as conquests or objectification of women and Mm -hmm. this use of pornography for sexual gratification. as it becomes this instrumental approach to sex versus it being this intimate human connection. Mm -hmm. And then David Snarch talks about intimate sexuality. Intimate sexuality is being the highest form of sex, the most evolved form and the most difficult. Mm -hmm. So so to, to have intimate sexuality and for it to be erotic and for it to be connected and all the things that they experience in an affair and kind of bringing... This human connection with the sexuality is Mm -hmm. the most difficult, most vulnerable, most evolved, but yet potentially the most satisfying. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, right. And that's, there's the promise, right?
0: There's the the promise.
1: The the, the carrot. Um, Right. But I think like all humans, it seems, male and female, just sitting with yourself, you know, sitting with the feelings, not running to, you know, uh, fill the void, or you know, take the drugs, or take the alcohol, or take the you know, right. Um, yeah, is is so hard to sit in that because that can be a very painful, scary place for right. people. Um, and I f- feel like I'm a billboard for therapy, but it it does help to talk right. and to sit in a space where there's no judgment. Um, right. But but um, just wondering. Yeah. Wondering and, and sitting with it would be very helpful.
0: Right. And I think partnering and intimate relationships can provide that therapeutic value. And that's, the, I think, the beauty and the magic of long-term connections where you mm-hmm. can sit with someone, hopefully, and be able to feel safe mm-hmm. to reveal yourself and to have someone hold space for you and talk about fears and dreams and joys and have that person mirror and validate, and then you get to... Mm -hmm. change roles and you're holding space for that person i mean isn't that what therapy is a one way we're Mm -hmm. there to do that with clients but i think in a intimate relationship if it's healthy and well Mm -hmm. that's why we gravitate toward those because it's like something magical about being connected to another human being
1: exactly well it's healing i mean it's uh, it's so there's some therapy in all all intimate relationships so um agreed yeah
0: but it's also scary as hell, right? <laughs> <laughs> hence, right. hence the you know the the, right. the tension. <clears throat> we we have this drive to want to be seen, and want to mm-hmm. be connected, and want to have that warmth. But there's just such fear of rejection, right. fear of abandonment, right. fear of being engulfed. Mm-hmm. Like if I get too close to you, you're gonna swallow me and mm-hmm. overpower mm-hmm. me. So guys can and again women too, exactly. but guys can have this fear of both being engulfed right. um, and then. They won't admit it, mm-hmm. some of the guys, but a fear of being abandoned. Right, right.
1: So that begs the question what, you know, I think of the antidote to fear or um, anxiety as trust. So, what are some trust building types of activities or uh, words or dynamics can we focus on to? To help quell those fears. Yeah. How do you really trust someone? How do you, can we ever say for certain that someone will not leave or hurt you? No. We're, that's... we're human
0: beings, right? <laughs> so, Right. Um, I always tell guys, if you don't want to get hurt, and you don't want to get rejected, then don't ever love. Don't ever love. Right. Remember, love is a risky endeavor. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so it takes a lot of courage to love
1: right
0: um I think one of the things that I hear from from guys <clears throat> is that remember the Paula Cole song um in the 90s where have all the cowboys gone
1: oh yeah name yeah uh-huh. you know
0: you know it's kind of like that's what they are frustrated or confused by because here's this pro-feminist woman with hair on her legs singing where have all the cowboys gone, you know. And so a lot of guys feel like they, they're they kind of put on a white horse
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they have to still be the champion, you know, and be this heroic guy and, you know, and right. be the protector. <clears throat> and then that there's not room for them to be vulnerable, that if they are vulnerable and show their fears and anxieties and insecurities, that that's going to make their partners uh, feel unsafe. Mm. Because they're not being the man.
1: Right. Well, and then cue Cheryl Crow, right? Yeah. Are you strong enough to be my man? You yeah, there's another one. I and mean, that's the same kind of thing. I mean, I, I actually love the song, but <clears throat> yep. when you pick it apart and think about it. Um, yeah. Um, to your point, it takes courage to love. It's an act of courage, and um, there's risk in everything worth doing. But, um, you know, so... We all want to be strong enough to be there for the other person. But yeah, that, that's quite a puts quite a burden on on a on a culture that already feels a lot of uh, pressure and fear.
0: Right. Brene Brown talks about some guy coming up to her after one of her presentations in a large group about vulnerability and it takes courage. And he came up there and he was all pissed off at her, and he said ma'am they don't want me to come off my white horse mm. and be vulnerable and so she said that taught her something about masculine culture when that mm-hmm. guy came up and talked to her about mm-hmm. that <clears throat> so I again going back to um, I think guys sometimes get confusing messages about their role and who they're supposed to be and I think you know we're all socialized in, in mm. this historically a patriarchal culture and so I think even women sometimes can be, and mm-hmm. you could probably speak to this, confused about what they want from the men they are in relationship with, sure. right?
1: Well, and this <laughs> this is a big um, topic mm-hmm. of conversation in my office a lot, and it's around, you know, it, when we look at things in that binary yeah. kind of way, you know, yeah. I'm either strong or I'm weak, you know, I'm good or I'm bad. Yeah. That rarely works. <laughs> right. It's, you know, so i I try to frame it around um, integration of all the parts of ourselves, you know, and sort of being a a tapestry of many colors, of many right. many um, skills, many fears, many strengths, many weaknesses. we're you know, we're all human and right. and so um, I almost want to take gender out of it, you know it's um it's it's if if we think of things in in black and white, right. Um, it's going to be very difficult yeah. because you're going to get the guy talking to Brene about you know, no no I can't I can't get off this horse because right. this is what's expected to me right it's, it's right. A or it's Z, and I think that's going to be very mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah, because the the goal is to integrate yep. the parts and, um, you know, some days. You feel strong. Some days you are strong. What, however, we define strong, incidentally. But you know, on other right. days you're not. So right, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you know, you're human. Uh, so
0: I mean, where you can tell we're both musicians because I think of Tracy Chapman's song "Start All Over," mm-hmm. and she talks about start all over with new language, new symbols, yeah. new mm-hmm. new constructs, and this idea that I think we we associate so much. Gender roles with certain mm-hmm. energy of mm-hmm. you're your of the female sex, so therefore you're supposed to be this role and exactly. you're supposed to be complementary yeah. and you're supposed to be you know, soft yeah. and nurturing. And, mm-hmm. and um, the sooner we can get over that and be human beings and realize, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes in my relationship with my wife, there's times where it feels like. I'm truly in the lead because it's my expertise and it's mm-hmm. my strength. And so, you know, she feels like she's following at times. And then there's times where I'm following her because she's in the lead because she, she's she mm-hmm. got strengths in certain areas. There's times where she's listening to me and holding space with strength um, mm-hmm. and there as a support system. And then there's times where she, I'm doing that for her. exactly, And so... <clears throat> there's just so much fluidity. I
1: was just going to use that word. That's the fluidity of the of the dance.
0: Yeah. The art of love mm-hmm. which we approached it I think way too mechanically with too many rigid scripts and
1: I agree. And you know, I have to give you kudos cuz conversations like this are so important. Mm. You know, to have not just in therapy offices but out there, you right. know, sitting at your On your bar stool or your kitchen table or, (laughs) you know, listening to a podcast because um, making these kinds of conversations more accessible to people or, you know, therapy, as we said, isn't the only way to to get at what's going on for you. It's about human connection and and, um, conversing openly and daring to do that, you know, Um, because everyone has a little fear of vulnerability.
0: The human condition. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if you would be so bold to. Uh, <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> what am I? Well, you to- said you've been divorced for ten years, mm-hmm. so you've been in the dating field, um, mm-hmm. and so you know guys are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know, what do women want? What do women expect? And you know, mm-hmm. and um, what would a woman think if she knew I was in therapy? <clears throat> would she think I was weak and there's something I'm that I'm broken? I mean, what? Just as a as a not taking your psychotherapist hat off just being a woman mm-hmm. out there in the dating field. What is your point of view about men that are seeking help or willing to go into emotion or that kind of thing?
1: Well, that's a wide wide open field of questions here. But yeah. um I, you know, as a psychotherapist, I have a lot of people people say to me, both in the in the dating realm and, and outside of it, they'll say, um Wow, I don't know how you do what you do. I could never, you know, I could never do that. I couldn't listen yeah. to, you know, people gripe all day or whatever. You know, the words are and and I honestly say I don't I don't view it that way. Right. I um and and I'm not saying that these comments are necessarily like disparaging of the of the clientele, but um I say, you know, I I view I view this as a very Positive experience. People coming in to talk to essentially a stranger for the first time and share their, you know, open themselves up to to sort of say, "Hey, I need some, I need some ideas here. I need some feedback. I got to get out of my echo chamber," you know. Right, um, right. Share that. I see that as tremendous strength, and and I see it as inherently hopeful, and courageous. Yeah. And so I have nothing but respect for my clients, and so that. That's how I view anyone who's who's willing to open up and share what's real for them. It's a struggle for everyone, I, I mm-hmm. believe, women and men. So <clears throat> when I see someone willing to do it, you know, willing to risk, I admire the heck out of that. So, um, in answer to your question, no, I don't. I I'm encouraged when I know someone is is in therapy or willing, even mm-hmm. if they're not in therapy, but they're just willing to talk about their emotional life. Right. and explore things or to say oh this you know this is true in my family
0: <laughs> this is something I went through
1: and i'm like oh you do right. oh me too you know so
0: I, yeah
1: i it that's um to me it's a strength it's not a weakness
0: so it's um, another way of looking at at strength and courage mm-hmm. is that do you have the the strength to hear my emotions and hold space do you have the strength mm-hmm. to share yours do you have the courage to 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 let me behind the curtain and and see exactly. who you are and mm-hmm. and helping guys maybe take what they th- see as masculine energy of courage strength and and, and endurance and be able mm-hmm. to say, frame it in an, you know in an intimate context is these this is what courage and strength looks like in intimacy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can do this. Don't mm-hmm. be so don't be don't be afraidy cat. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, shame But you know, yeah. there's like yeah. you know, jump in the water. Mm-hmm. Um uh, yeah. you know, and well, what's too cold, or yeah. you no, know, it's like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll jump in there, you big mm-hmm. wuss. It's like jump into the pool of love and jump into this place where you just don't know how deep it is. You exactly. don't know quite the strokes to swim. But
1: yeah, you'll see real courage there. Yeah. You know, I think it takes uh Less courage to hide behind a mask, to um, mm. to isolate, to um, shut down. Um, I'm not again. I'm not judging those things. Those are that. Those just the human response to fear and things. Right, but, and we've got to help people through that. But um, man, you want to you want to see courage you can't sit in my office and watch, but you know, I think because of right. HIPAA, but I right. mean some of the things that people experience in there are um, as you know as a therapist, it's yeah it's really um, it's really beautiful to watch
0: actually. And people change and grow and it's spiritual space, it, sacred space. It, absolutely. Absolutely and that's so. when I get guys that get into the therapy and they're further along and they're part of these men's circles that we do here. Um they will talk about it in a sacred space. It's kind of, I've never had a place where I could be real and honest with other men. Mm-hmm. And, and so that again is another form of courage of showing up and doing that work.
1: Well, so, and, and of intimacy, we, we talk, I will sometimes, you know, shock people. I think when I use the term intimacy in terms of describing the therapeutic relationships, this is a very intimate relationship. Right. They're like, mm. It's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. Let's clarify. You know, intimacy is about connecting honestly right. and from your heart and um, confronting your fears and exposing um, fears of abandonment, right. all, the, all those kinds of things. And that's a very, um, we treat that, you know, with great honor. So mm-hmm. this is an example of what it feels like to be, supposed to be sort of a, a laboratory setting of what right. it feels like to be in a, right. in a trusting, caring, Um, safe space yeah so hopefully we're doing something to help right (laughs) right and
0: and people people would would love to have that you know in an intimate Mm -hmm. partnership Um, what makes it so difficult as a therapist the therapist's job is to hold that space for you right right Um, right. but in a marriage we're supposed to reciprocate and have this it's a a different it's a different gig
1: oh for sure for Um,
0: sure yeah so
1: yeah, um, it's a, it, absolutely a one-way,
0: yeah, one-way thing, yeah. and
1: that's—I I will tell you that—that that does affect the the dating life because not everyone wants to date a therapist.
0: <laughs> well, I would <laughs> imagine you—you yeah. could be intimidating for some men. I mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well <laughs> in many different sensed, ways. I've, I've,
0: sensed,
1: <laughs> I've sensed it, but I've also been told you know, that people make the jokes about, Oh, can you see into my soul? <laughs> yeah. No, actually I can't. I do not have x-ray vision. You, but can
0: you show me your um, soul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll see it.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's a yeah. great comeback, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's almost um it for some immediately threatening. Um again, whether it's spoken or not, I can usually sort of feel right. it. Um, for others, they say, awesome, that's great. Let's talk, you know. Right. So um, I have to just reassure, not just in dating circles, but, you know, with friends and family. It's like, I i promise you I am not working right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I will not blue, bill your blue cross, you know, <laughs> for this conversation. Yeah. We're just talking like friends. It's, right. Um, that's a little tricky sometimes, those lines. Yeah. As I'm sure you know.
0: Sure, sure. Well, thanks for coming and talking Absolutely. about this. Absolutely.
1: Thank you for you know, inviting me. Hopefully it's a great conversation.
0: Yeah, we can you know, we always try to put ourselves out of business, but um but I I do think that raising boys and girls differently to train them into intimacy, um mm-hmm. and especially for guys, getting them to see the more expansive view of what intimacy can be right. and and um that'll be a better world when we do a better job at that. I agree. Yeah. So thanks for, I look forward to gigging with you someday soon, hopefully, when it stops raining. uh, Yeah, if. I love that. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for listening to another episode of Revealing Men. If you're looking for more information about counseling, coaching, and consultative services, please visit the Men's Resource Center of West Michigan online at mencenter.org. Also, feel free to contact us on our website if you have questions about this segment, ideas for a topic, or would like to be a guest on the Revealing Men podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a rating so others can find us. Be well and have a great day.